Recently, I've had three separate calendars wandering around inside of my head. And there's only one word that describes these three calendars, is the word transition. A transition took place in Washington in the beginning of 2017. A transition which is being labeled the rise of tribalism. We are experiencing as a faith community a transition as our rector retires. But yet even on a larger scale, the big calendar of human history has been wandering around my consciousness. For we are experiencing a transition from what was labeled the modern age to what is now called the postmodern age. The reactions of these three very different transitions can be and sometimes are very similar. We can be nostalgic about it all and wish that the year 2017 had never happened. We could be sorrowful, depressed, sad about it all and wish that Lowell had not banged his head. We can long for good old days of the modern era when globalism was not even a word in our vocabulary, when forms of instant communication were delegated to comic books, and when we thought we had put to rest racism, sexual exploitation, neo-Nazism. The transitions are happening and the consequences of them will be with all of us for some time. No amount of groaning about them is going to lessen the impact of these transitions. Whether we're talking about 2017 or Lowell's retirement or the end of the modern age, it is where we are, whether we like it or not. It is where our world is, and where our world is, so is the body of Christ, the church, standing between what was and what is to come. And as we stand on this edge, I worry about the church. I worry about you and I, and I, wor I worry about all who call themselves Christians, who are called to be the voice, the hands, the feet, the mind of Christ. I worry especially about the widening gap that exists between the good news of God and Christ and the world. Before Galileo, before the invention of microscopes and telescopes, before anyone knew anything about germs, viruses, genes, chromosomes, before we knew anything about the speed of light, and no one had ever heard of the Big Bang, the Christian faith and the church and the Bible were all taken at face value. 
In these transition times, it's no longer easy. In the light of contemporary scientific and historical understandings, it is, for instance, increasingly no longer intellectually possible or even respectable to receive the Bible as the literal, factual text on the science of human origin or of the history and future of humanity. I worry about us, you and I, the body of Christ in the world, because the dominant voice that those who are outside of the church hear is a voice that is narrow-minded, strident, abrasive, judgmental. The dominant voice that those outside of the church hear is the voice that says, it is my way or the highway. Get with our program or get left behind where you will burn or suffer or be tormented or tossed aside like garbage. I worry about the church, you and I, the body of Christ in the world. But at the same time, I'm also hopeful because whatever is our world, local or global, our world is as it has always been, spiritually starving. And we are fortunate because we live in an age when many are opening their hearts to spiritual truths and values, both old and new. I suspect that deep down, whether it is Fayetteville or Arkansas, the United States, with the peoples and nations of the world, there is the suspicion that Jesus of Nazareth was on to something. His life turned and turns the world upside down. His life continues to be a source of nourishment and transformation as it also continues to irritate the hell and confront the powers of selfishness and greed, intolerance, sexism, bigotry. I'd like to think that it is our job, our mission, to free Jesus from the darkness and fear of judgmentalism, imperialism, and literalism in which he has become imprisoned. I admit that I am embarrassed and my charity is seriously challenged. When I hear someone invoke the name Christian while espousing hateful, spiteful, and less than charitable beliefs, comments, ideologies that are anything but a reflection of the Jesus that I know, the Jesus of the gospel, the Jesus that I worship, whose name I invoke. To be a Christian in a time of transition does not mean to act as if the past has not happened or that the present is happening. 
To be a Christian in time of transition does not mean to close our minds to what the modern era taught us and what the new age can and will teach us. To be a Christian in these times of transition is to follow Jesus in the way of service, of caring, reconciliation, justice, peace, understanding. For that is the Jesus that I know. That is the Jesus of the gospel. And that is the Jesus I want us to reintroduce to whatever is our world. Whether it's the end of 2017, or the end of Lowell's leadership, or the end of the modern era, there is a line that I believe to be appropriate. It is the line just before the Starship Enterprise goes to warp speed in the opening minutes. Can these words be our motto as we end 2017, as we recognize the end of the modern era? And can we all say these words to Lowell? Boldly go where no one has gone before. Let us pray. God, we thank you that you're always making all things new. Give us grace to follow you, trusting that as you have led us in the past, you will lead us into our tomorrows. Let us and the whole world see and know that things which have grown old are being made new, and that all things are being brought to their perfection by him through whom all things were made, your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.